Welcome to the Leadership Innovation Ventures and Entrepreneurship Podcast, also known as LIVE. I'm your co-host, Etanosa Bevoin, a community coordinator with the University Housing and Dining. And I'm Brandon Jones, and I'm your co-host. I'm the Associate Director for Student Learning and Development. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. We hope you enjoy it. What's going on, Live Nation? It's a new day. It's a new week. Whenever you're listening to this, I'm hoping you're enjoying whatever week this is that you're listening to this episode. Um, for us right now, it's summer. It is summer. Orientation is happening. Yeah. And people are taking vacations and posting them on IG. And I have FOMO right now. <laughs> I'm seriously have that fear of missing out uh how are you doing etanosa you know i'm with you i have some fomo i i did not plan my summer correctly Mm. i really didn't i don't have any vacation set up all (laughs) my co all my coworkers are taking weeks off and i'm over here like uh why didn't i do this for myself so wait let me get this straight so you you, it's we're residence life professionals yes yes. and you have not taken because you know ig says differently that you that you always have your vacation time planned out so help 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 explain to the people like Listen, what do you mean you didn't have vacation i just like out? i don't know like i'll take like a weekend i'll take okay. a friday off kind of thing a friday monday but like a whole monday through friday monday through sunday oh, you ain't doing i i don't have anything planned okay and <laughs> part of me is like maybe i just need to take it off and just to sleep i love sleep i'm, I'm a lazy same. vacationer okay same. so i'm gonna just sleep on let's talk about vacation for a second before we dive into orientation and just what other people are doing let's talk about vacation so when you go on vacations you said you're a lazy vacationer what does that mean i mean i will be in the most beautiful place and greatest hotel and i'm in the bed like i'm in the bed i'm just like ah i love the fact that i woke up in a new location (laughs) and i literally will plan if it's like let's say it's like a five-day thing i'll Mm -hmm. plan two activities to do and i'll be proud of myself if i get to one that's understandable. I don't like agendas when I'm on vacation anyway, and thankfully my wife doesn't like to do that either, but I still like to have thought these things yeah, yeah. through. Yeah. I still would like, you know, it's like, hey, if I'm going to go to another city, I at least want to know my surroundings, yeah. know what's available, mm-hmm. and like you, if I get to it, then yeah. great, but I'm not going to script it. Like, for example, I, I for the first time in my life, uh, we're, we're getting ready to go down to Corpus Christi okay. down in South Texas, and uh, we're taking the kids and my sister-in-laws and my brother-in-law is coming down too and my nephews are coming and so for me I'm like okay that's Father's Day weekend I gotta plan my getaways and how I'm gonna hide (laughs) from kids and so I downloaded the Tripsy app Tripsy. Yeah, I downloaded Tripsy because for me, I, I just at least wanted to have a, a checklist okay. and I wanted to try something new. Normally, I'll put something in like Google Keep yeah, or yeah. in a text thread, but I'm like, let me see how other people do this. Wow. You know, how, how do other people plan for trips and have What is Tripsy? It? So, Tripsy is an app that allows you to set up your itinerary uh-huh. uh, for flights, for trains, uh. for buses, and then you can set your agenda for that week. So, you can know, like, hey, I got to be at this restaurant at three. I've made my reservation or here's something I want to check out and so uh, that's the free part of it now the the paid part (laughs) you can actually like have your hotel reservation put in there like you can have your itinerary from your flight uh, automatically added but I ain't paying for all of that okay, yeah. and so I did that <laughs> and I've mapped out a couple of different things that I want to do and 99% of them all have to do with food 
You That's know what? It. It's an essential part, okay? Listen, when I, like, you said you're a lazy vacationer. I'm just the food person. Yeah. I'm the food enthusiast. <laughs> can I get a good graphic t-shirt there? Okay. And can I eat good? To me, that's the only thing that matters on a yeah. vacation. Like most people are like, I got to get away. I want to see the sights and sounds. No, I just I just want to eat good. <laughs> and so I don't know about anybody else, but, you know, I get on diners, drive-ins and dives. Mm. And I'm like, if there's a Triple D, uh, yeah. shout out to Triple D, Guy Fieri. Uh, if there's a, uh, they're not a sponsor of this show, by the way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but if there's a way to see like a restaurant that yeah. they went to, then that's what I want to do. That's how I plan out my vacation. Wow. So I'm sleeping. I'm going to get to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'll get there. But I just want to eat good food. Yeah. If I can find a great graphic tea to grab while I'm there, that's really all I need. And maybe the occasional coffee. Yeah, I resonate with that. But let's just add clothes into it. Like I plan okay. all my outfits. Like let's go to a nice restaurant. Let's mm. get a good food so that I can get a picture for Instagram. Mm. <laughs> Listen, that ain't my ministry. Um, I, I am not the fashion enthusiast for me. Um, I'm borderline dad mode okay. with that, like yeah. cargo shorts, <laughs> uh, t-shirt, and I may wear a nice uh, paperboy hat or something, okay. but that's about it. I, I am, I'm, it's, I'm minimal. It's a uniform. It can be. It can, it can be. be. <laughs> I, and, and I used to be more fashionable than that, but you know, life happened. Life Kids happens. happened. But let's shift gears for yes. a second because on our last episode, we talked about getting prepared for orientation yeah. to start here at the University of Texas, and it's it's underway. It is. It here. started on Monday. We had uh, a hybrid experience. We had okay. 375 students staying with us in the residence halls, and the rest were tuning in virtually. Mm -hmm. And so um, it was good to see bodies and yeah. people. On campus, there was life, there was yeah. movement, there was energy, there were orientation ambassadors, yes. there were people in the dining halls, and I don't know about anybody else, but I was very excited. What about you? Did you catch any people, or uh, were, you, were you even able to make it over here to this part of no. campus? No, where 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 I work, y'all, it's 15 minutes away from main campus, so mm. I don't I don't see all those things. <laughs> but like, if you guys have never been on campus at yeah. UT when it's like popping. The amount of people is truly amazing. Like you, you come to UT and you're like, wow, these, this is people. Mm -hmm. This, this is a lot of people. So I can only imagine just, and like for the past year, we didn't see that. And mm -hmm. it's, it's honestly sometimes been like a ghost town, just like walking. You're like, yes. you one, you realize how big this campus is, but two, you really do miss the students. So I can imagine how nice it was to see people just mm -hmm. walking around, mingling. Like I have this big thing about people like I just like people I went right. to a big university personally and I just love dodging and dipping through people <laughs> in crowds so so for me I think the thing that I was happy about was to see more than just the squirrels and birds yeah. because you know my office is over in Jester and for those that don't know where that is you can just look it up online and google map it yeah. and you'll see where I'm located and walking from there to the tower here on campus or to the north side of campus where Ken Solving and Duran Whitest Court is, um, I, just squirrels and birds. Squirrels. And I never realized how many squirrels <laughs> and how many birds are on this campus. There are a lot of squirrels. Lot of squirrels. We <laughs> saw several walking over here as we were getting ready wow. for this episode. But now with students being back, 
it was just exciting to um, I worked from home on Monday, mm -hmm. but I was on social media and I was following um, the new student services uh, social media account. And if you're not doing that, definitely follow new student services. Definitely follow um, UT orientation. We'll try to get that in the liner notes uh, for those of you listening to this episode so that you can know what's going on during orientation. But uh, I was keeping track of all the pictures yeah. and all the energy that the students had. So I couldn't wait to get to the office on Tuesday. And then I realized uh, on Tuesday, uh, had a couple other things to do. So I really didn't get a chance yeah. to enjoy orientation as much as I wanted to right. on Tuesday. I saw students, I saw people, and I but I wanted to go and be yeah. in the in the in the groove with everybody else, but couldn't do it. And so yesterday, let me tell you something scary professionally oh, though. Okay, <laughs> had a professionally frightening moment. I forgot that I had an orientation session that I was supposed to present at yesterday at 10 o'clock. Guess what time I realized I had the presentation? I'm going to say 9.50. Nah, it was about an hour before oh, that. okay. It was about 8.45. <laughs> I had that moment where I was like, I have a presentation. Thankfully, I had material, yeah. but I'm like, I forgot I had a presentation. Well, a... And so if you know anything about me, you know I like to talk, you know I like to present, you know I like to be around the students. And so this was a professionally panicky moment for me yeah. because I'm like, student, this is going to be their first impression of yeah. me. This is going to be their first time seeing me. They're excited about orientation. And then I had to remind myself, relax, yeah. it's day three. They registered for classes yesterday. The students that are coming... Uh, they were wonderful, first of all. Um, the questions that they had were great. But you know that DJ Khaled uh, gif that's out there right now where he's drinking some wine and then he just eyes get big and he suddenly <laughs> stands up and he's on the island? Yeah. That was me. And that was actually, I actually tweeted about that yesterday too. I'm like, an hour before, yeah. I got a presentation and I'm like, oh gosh. Yeah. But it was fun and it was yes. just good to talk to students who haven't had an experience here yeah. yet and getting to pour into them and get them yes. excited about living with us. I so um, I hope you get a chance to connect with people. Oh, me too. I do miss, I miss the, the liveliness of a new freshman, mm -hmm. a new student on our campus. Yes. Just the excitement of college is in their eyes, it's in their voices, it's in their <laughs> questions. I got to figure out how I'm going to connect because I definitely do miss or even with the parents i love mm -hmm. i love new student parents i mean they're a little worried sometimes but mm -hmm. i'm like i love giving them the reassurance that you know here at ut we try to give them the best student experience um possible mm -hmm. so well the opportunity is going to come because at move in we yeah. start early early move in starts august 16th and then it goes uh to that middle week experience and then the 20th through the 22nd you got the uh centralized move yep. in and so that's when people can come and it's it's the show. It's That'll the be your show. chance to connect that's, that's, and reassure. So that's my time to shine. That's my favorite time, actually. I I get to my extrovert really comes out with all the people. I'm like, oh my gosh, welcome to UT. That's me. That's me. It's loud, proud, rah, rah, rah. But they, they relegate me to van duty during oh. that time, too, because they're like, we don't need you in the way, getting yeah. parents more emotional than they might already be at that time. So so we talked about orientation. We talked about vacation. Yes. There's another thing that comes up during vacations that mm -hmm. I think that some of us only wait until vacations right. to do, and it's this thing called playing playing 
So the reason why that inspired me to want to talk about this during this episode is because early in January of this year, uh, I was reading uh, Wired magazine, and I do I love reading stuff from the tech industry. Yeah. Um, very inspired by them. And there was a article. It was, I didn't realize it was an advertisement, but it was an article from Lego. And what they did, they talked about the restorative power of play, and it said that adults are welcome. And I thought about that. And I thought that, you know, during the pandemic, there was a couple of things that I forgot to do. I forgot to start playing. Yeah. I forgot to play. I think that we got so serious and got so caught up in just making it through every day that playing just became an afterthought. Right. And I remember immediately after reading this article, there's a couple of things I did. Number one, I bought a... um, if you follow me on social media, uh, you may remember when I uh, bought that uh, marble shoot oh. and just, you know, and it was and then they glow in the dark. They're translucent yeah. so you can see through the colors. Yeah. And I would build these great, in my opinion, great. <laughs> uh, they're not Da Vinci, but they're, yeah. they're the gold standard for a 37 year old <laughs> dad of two. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I would build these wonderful contraptions and I would just watch the marbles and me and my kids just yelling. We're screaming and just doing that for a couple of minutes a day just really gave me great relief. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was very restorative, but it was this Lego. It was this advertisement from Lego that talked about how their master builders and the people that work for them, they got to be willing to play at work. And that got me to thinking, Uh why do we only wait till vacation to actually play? I don't know. That's a really great question. Why do we wait till vacation to play? I think it's this sense of uh, adulting. Uh, Uh, Adulthood. (laughs) Adulting. Adulthood (laughs) says like... That's a one-star review on Yelp. One I do not recommend. Worst Uh -uh. hood ever. Adulthood. (laughs) Adulthood. Mm -hmm. Um, No, I I think there's a sense of like, you've got to be responsible and you've got to be on top of things mm-hmm. and you've got to like perform to this level of like excellence which requires a lot of dedication a lot of brain power right. a lot of focus and stuff like that and I think in our day and age like people we talk about burnout a lot in our industry as well mm-hmm. um, and I think that with we wait till vacation because that is a time that we've either told our supervisors or told people like leave me alone mm-hmm. I am gone I'm going to do whatever I want to do because mm-hmm. I don't have to work kind of thing sure. and I think there maybe is a sense of like, if you're playing, you're unproductive. Mm -hmm. If you're playing, you're not doing your job. And work can consume a lot of us. Um, But like you said, it can be very restorative. I think playing, I, I, I personally say I'm a child at heart. I very much joke around a lot. I don't take myself too seriously. Right. Um, And when people were talking to me about how stressed they are at work, I'm like, I don't, I don't feel that. I, I don't feel that I <laughs> I'm very creative. So I think for me, that's my playtime kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, I I think we need to change that narrative of what playing looks like while we're working. I think and I mean, literally what I'm doing right now is play for me. Yeah, because this is fun. I don't I don't equate studio time like yeah. when we're here. And, and oh, my God, shout out to the liberal arts instructional yes. technology studio. It's good. We are back in the studio, <laughs> folks, by the way. So if you notice that you don't hear the dog barking in the background <laughs> or uh, my son screaming like what happened, I think that episode with Robert Valdez oh uh, or anything like that, it's because we're back in the studio. So shout out uh, to the folks making sure that we get this done. But for me, this is this is play. Yeah. This is fun because I'm not in the office. I'm not managing a task. Yeah. I'm not 
behind the desk. I'm not working on a report or anything like that. I'm talking, yeah. doing the thing that one of the things that I enjoy doing. And there's times where, you know, when we when I first started doing this show, I'd literally be sitting there thinking, I'm like, I'm getting paid to do this. Yeah. <laughs> I get paid to sit here and talk to cool people on campus and then bringing you on. I'm like, we get paid to do something we were probably going to do anyway. Yeah. But we get to do it at work yes. and they want us to do this all the time. Yes. And so for me, I'm like, why do we have to wait until Friday? Like, why do I have to fast forward in my mind? Like, okay, on Friday, it's going to be lit. We're going to turn up or whatever <laughs> the words that are being used today. Yeah. I'm like, why can't Monday be cool like why that? Like, why Monday? can't, why can't Thursday be great? But I think that with the, with that article that we read, I think that what that showed me was that too many times we project happiness and yeah. joy into other things mm -hmm. when there's minutes out of every day that we can just stop and do something enjoyable even while working and i i, yeah. I know that during the pandemic for some that might have been challenging because yeah. there were kids in the house yeah. still like in my case but uh that that article really inspired me to stop and think about like what can i do during the day to get some joy and some relaxation and so i bought that marble shoot uh, i've been spending way more money than i should <laughs> but on lego sets like my and, my and i didn't think my kids would like them that yeah. much but my kids have been enjoying oh, them awesome. and i've been having to actually hide like LEGO. certain pieces i'm like yo this jungle set that's that's daddy's like y'all yeah, go play with mine. the cars this junk this is mine and i didn't realize how into it yeah. i really got because i'm like you mixing the pieces You're stop like, like, what are y'all sorted these and they are just in there having a blast but that's the th i guess that's the thing that they were trying to say about childhood and play yeah. is that we don't like after we grow up mm -hmm. or we become adults we forget the power yeah. of play I have decided I'm going to go to the Lego store this weekend. You should. I'm a little nervous. I was never a big Lego person as a child. Uh -huh. So part of me is like, am I going to think this is fun? Maybe I just need to like get into it. Like I wasn't even a puzzle person, but I feel like I feel like this is the time to really see what that world is all about cuz some of those projects, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. it's amazing. And the th the fun thing about those uh Etinosa is the fact that like it, they've got something for everything. Yeah. If you're into Star Wars, they've got that. If you're into comics, they've got that. Yeah. If you just want to randomly build, you can go to Walmart and just go get the blocks. But yeah. if you want to do something more challenging, like there's a whole show, wow. uh, Lego Masters. There's, a, oh, there's really? an entire show wow. about grown-ups who like playing with Legos. Yes. But it's intense. Uh, it's not if you got anxiety or something like that, like <laughs> I do, you definitely want to... Take a deep breath because there's thousands of pieces and a thousand piece Lego set just makes me nervous. So I'm more kind of like on the, you know, like, let's, let me get the basic blocks, a <laughs> couple colors here and there. My daughter only likes to build unicorns. My son likes to take everything apart. Uh -huh. And so he's kind of the frustrating one at yeah. the Lego table at the house. <laughs> but... I also notice the just they're they're just they're trying things and they're yeah. failing at it. Mm -hmm. And so there's lessons being learned in yeah. that, but it's that small moment that is uh them getting creative, them enjoying their time. And I'm wondering like why do we as adults stop that? Like why do we think that I can't play or I can only play in June yeah. and July, but August through May, I've got a 
project my happiness into the next holiday. Like why do I I don't get why we do that. I don't know. I let's don't stop it. let's stop. Let right here and we're stopping we're, guys. Y'all hear it. We're playing. We're playing as adult. That's part of adulthood now. I would give it two stars if okay. we two <laughs> if we stars. Yeah, if we could play more. So but but here's the other part. So we work in higher education. Right. We work at the University of Texas at Austin. And more importantly, we work in student affairs. Mm-hmm. We're the play people. Yep. This is what we do. Yes. In student affairs, we're we're not necessarily we're co curricular. Mm-hmm. So we're not so don't don't I don't want anybody out there thinking that student affairs is not serious. We're 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 yes. very serious. We don't take ourselves seriously, yeah. but we take what we do <laughs> very serious. But I think a lot of the times when we think student affairs like it's just the work, but right. the reality is we are the play people. We've got rec sports, yep. we've got housing and dining we've yep. got programming uh shout out to the programming council here at ut with the, within the uh vice president for student affairs office uh we've been doing some great work student mm-hmm. activities we're the play people and yet even the folks in charge of the playing right. we're a little serious yeah. at times and sometimes the stuff that we're putting together for the students to yeah. have fun it becomes stressful for us. Yes. Like, how do we combat that? Oh, that's a great question. I'm a true believer in meeting students where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the cool things about working in higher ed, especially at a university, is like you're always going to have an 18-year-old. Like, an 18-year-old mm-hmm. is always coming here, and every generation truly amazes me. Mm-hmm. I think there's so many apps out yes. there. Um, and for me... I'm 27 and I love TikTok. I love me a TikTok. I basically want to be a Gen Zer. Um, I think they're so cool. No, uh, <laughs> you're abandoning the generation. Don't I just, do it. I want to be them. They're so cool. Um, but yeah, just definitely learning like what, how they think, what they think is cool, what mm. trends are happening, and stuff like that, and relating to them. I remember um, facilitating like a book club meeting and stuff like that and I was throwing out things that I saw on TikTok and Mm -hmm. it was going great with them I said yes because I think there's so many times where you just feel out of touch right Mm -hmm. you're just like I I have no idea who who Lil Nas X is or and stuff like this or I don't know that music kind of thing but I think it is nice to just be aware of Mm -hmm. what they're seeing and what they're intaking and stuff like that or just like reading things about the generation I think when you're in grad school they very much emphasize like oh sure. like Gen X and Millennials and this right. is these are the like trends those are the only generations out there right yeah exactly <laughs> that's it <laughs> uh, everybody the- gets lumped into Millennial <laughs> every trend right it's like Millennials can't buy houses yes. Millennials only like uh, was that avocado toast yeah. and TikTok and it's like no. no the oldest of us is in our 40s <laughs> and the youngest of us is trying to abandon the generation yeah. like Antonosa yeah. listen right now. <laughs> you know what sorry um, not sorry but no, but I think it's really cool to just like have those conversations and just take it for what it is. I think as an adult um, or an older adult, you just realize that you're like, ah, oh, you gotta gotta save up for retirement, and you gotta do this, and you gotta do that, and they're just living life. You know what I mean? They're just starting out. They're wide eyed, bushy tailed, like mm-hmm. exciting just to figure out what they're gonna do in life. And I think if we just meet them where they are and sure. even like encompass that spirit. Mm-hmm. I think our jobs could be a lot more playful, honestly. Like wow. I I'm I'm the type of person hmm. like, let's talk rec sports. Like I would be in the dodgeball tournament. Like Facts. great, Facts. I put this together, but I'm also the one that's like Isn't this the generation that banned those or was that probably. or was that the other generation after millennials? <laughs> no, I think it was millennials because I vividly remember we stopped playing dodgeball. Oh, listen, because I, I that, and that's the hard part about being an older millennial, right? Because I remember like we were that we 
everybody thinks that millennials uh, always had internet. And I'm like, no, we did not. Uh, <laughs> we were there when it started. We were there before it. So yeah. there's this real awkward in between for, yeah. for me because I remember, you know, the, the pre-internet days. And I, I can pinpoint down to the day. I remember when we got a computer oh, wow. in our house for the very first time with dial-up internet and the AOL experience, yeah, right? Fine. So it, so everybody automatically assumes that we we over-consume technology. It's like, no, we, we, we had like without it at yeah. least the older of us did yes. but you said something uh very important there that i don't want to miss and it sounds like with with uh, this current generation that they figured out how to play they have figured out how to play in they the do. workplace too because a lot of them uh definitely are doing tiktok at work because oh, yeah. you see it posted all over social media yeah. it's like are you on your lunch break? Oh, you really, you really yeah. in your car? Oh wow! <laughs> but the stories that come up because I'm not on TikTok. I, yes. I'm, I'm having an existential crisis uh. with it right now because I'm like, do I want to be on another social media platform? Or, or you know, I remember when I first got to Clemson, everybody was like, you should be on Snapchat. Yeah. All the students are on Snapchat, and then I got on Snapchat, and the students were like, too many adults are on Snapchat. Yeah. Then they start <laughs> shifting to Discord and all these yes. other things, and I'm like. Which is it, folks? Yes. Like, pick the platform, but then I just dated myself by saying that. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm debating TikTok. I've been, I mean, I'm growing more encouraged by the day because of the content that I'm yeah. seeing. Yeah. And, and I love the choose your own adventure yeah. nature of TikTok. Uh, so, We'll see. After Father's Day, I might, I might, I, I might somehow find my way onto TikTok. Yes. But it sounds like they figured out a way oh to play, uh, it, not only at work but doing it constructively as well. Doing it constructive. I mean, the creativity. Honestly, I'm on TikTok one because it's a great laugh, and two, mm. the creativity is amazing. Like you are just like, how are y'all this funny? How are y'all this funny and creative? <laughs> and I think they're I think Gen Z is really changing the workplace mm. kind of thing. I think they're when they get in and they get the full-time jobs and they start running stuff, I mean, mm. I think it's going to be a landscape change that's going to be a lot more fun mm. and I think the important thing is like I think we think the younger generation, oh, they just plays and laughs and giggles and stuff right. like that. But they be getting stuff done. Uh, and great stuff done like mm -hmm. it's amazing and the conversations that these students are bringing up is truly amazing um yeah i was just my mind just went to naomi osaka and her mm. whole mental health thing sure and stuff like that I was like she's a tennis player like she loves to play mm -hmm. i forgot how old she is but like she said uh my mental health is withering and i need a break and i said yes sis we'd love to see it I love that. You said something else important right then that I don't want us to miss. And you talked about the workplace. Yep. Now, for the last 16, 17 months, we've been experiencing this different way of living mm -hmm. and we've been in socially distance. We've been doing the isolation and some of us had to do the quarantining and all that. And life has kind of shifted for a lot of us. Do you think now that we're coming out of this and we're, you know, we're seeing, you know, we're hearing more and more uh, return to work plans being developed. Uh, we're doing we're hearing more, uh, as I like to as, as our colleague, uh, Dr. Surratt at the University of Oklahoma. Yes, I said University of Oklahoma uh, <laughs> talked about um how we need to be talking about the post pandemic recovery mm -hmm. uh, plans. Um, will the workplaces have to adapt to meet the needs of this 
these this the, the millennials and uh, Gen Zers? Will the I, workplace have to change? Yes, I think so. I think like people. Gen Z millennials have very much an entrepreneurship mindset. They're mm-hmm. very much like, I, I have an idea. I can do this myself kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But there are still some a lot of people who want that stability of working in a workplace kind of thing. And I think, again, meet people where they are. Like, mm-hmm. I think you're going to maximize um, productivity, creativity, innovation, um, leadership, venture, and entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> there you go. If, if you... <laughs> Uh, meet people where they are. Like, right. what do they like? I think there's so much that said, oh, like when we put people in four walls and put a computer in front of them, mm-hmm. they are forced to work kind of thing. And no one wants to be forced to work. I think people understand, like, I do have to have a job to create a revenue or an income for myself mm-hmm. to maybe live the lifestyle that I want to live. Sure. Right. I think people across the board understand that but it doesn't have to be boring Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be so serious all the time and i think employers are going to understand that yeah we gotta we gotta meet people like people can still be hyper productive Mm -hmm. at home right kind of thing and if they're not they can recognize i probably need to go to the office Mm. i probably need to have like two screens I probably need Love to it. at least get dressed up. There you go. <laughs> and do that. So you're giving people the option, right? Mm. I think is going to be the biggest conversation that we see in a lot of um, different industries. I think that higher education in particular is going to have to change. Yeah. I think that what we're doing, and thankfully I've, I've been a part of some conversations recently where I think, I believe our leadership understands that here. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're making those changes. So to the students that are listening to the episode right now or to the freshmen or incoming freshmen or or those who are returning to campus this fall. I, I do think that UT is uniquely positioning itself to be that workplace that meets those needs of, you know, multi-generation, multiple generations of people working here, but not only that, the, the generations of students uh, that will be uh, attending classes here. Because I do believe that we learned, and, and my supervisor, Dr. Kirksey, uh, who's been on the show, he said something like this. He said, you know, what the pandemic taught us was that all the stuff we said was impossible, mm-hmm. we suddenly started figuring out how to do it. And so necessity became the mother of innovation. And the next thing you know, all that stuff we were saying for years, we can't work from home. Everybody did it. Right. You can't do a podcast from home. The liberal arts instructional technology <laughs> studio still helped us bring you, gosh, we did what, 15 episodes That's during that. the pandemic? So I'm kind of like, uh, we figured out a way to make this work. Yeah. And so there's no going back. Now it's a, okay, how do we present? not new normal, but how do we do something different? Right. How do we come back with more intentionality and purpose? And I think higher education is going to have to not do what we normally do. And I'm not talking specifically about UT Austin, but right. as a profession, we move slow. We move slow. We move so slow. The tech sector, they, they were they were already doing work from home before the pandemic. There were many industries that were already allowing people, like Google, for example. Yeah. They had the laundry on site. They got the smoothie bars and all yes. that stuff so that you can work and stay at work. Yeah, now, yeah. People have mixed feelings about <laughs> that. But for me, a person who enjoys my good dry cleaning and yeah. not having to dry drive and stop, yeah. I would enjoy that. I'm not saying that, you know, hint, hint, Dr. Lily, that we need to get a, a laundry <laughs> site uh, uh, built here at the university, but we might. Yeah. Because in the days ahead, we're going to see working professionals um, coming back to school. We're going right. to see uh, people 
wanting that flexible work environment. And if we're not careful, we're going to lose a lot of those dynamic thinkers and the people who are innovative in their practices. They're going to go to outside of higher ed because of the pace in which we change. What do you think about that? I mean, I think you really hit the nail on the head when you talked about flexibility, Mm -hmm. right? I think even in our last episode that we talked about, like, people have pets, people have kids, people have spouses, people have partners, people have all these other stuff that's part of their life. And I think the conversation has been like your life should surround around work. Mm -hmm. And I've never been a fan of that. Um, And so I think meeting people where they are, like you said, like, I would love if my job gave me all these necessities or Mm -hmm. all these amenities kind of thing that says like, I love going to work because I can still like multitask. I think that's Mm -hmm. what's happening at home. Like I can do my laundry, I can feed my dog, I can do all this stuff Mm -hmm. without necessarily leaving work. And I think um, higher ed specifically sees like, hey, maybe we can offer these things to Mm -hmm. the people who work and make this university what it is. Without sacrificing or like having people feel like they need to go somewhere else to get those things. Um, I think like you mentioned, like the tech industry has done a great job of, again, being like, we have a gym here. Mm -hmm. Like you can just like, yeah, play here. Mm -hmm. Like every time I hear someone has a slide in their office, I'm like, that sounds sounds like a lot of fun. Um, (laughs) So I don't need a slide in higher ed, but. um, Well, we'll see here. Hold that thought. (laughs) And the reason why I say hold that thought is because. When I was at Clemson Mm -hmm. and they built that new gargantuous football, gargantuan football facility Mm -hmm. and they put a slide in the building. The rest of us that didn't work in football, I'm not going to lie. We were all pretty jealous that we didn't have a slide. (laughs) As much as much (laughs) as you think that you'd be like, man, whatever. I'm I'm not jealous of that. When they opened the building and you could see coaches and players and people going down the slide, I'm like. Whatever. It's you know, but secretly, I'm like, I want to go down that slide. <laughs> Even if it's so, just once. Yes. Just once. Like, I just want to go down that slide during the work day. Just during the and work you, day. And you were also uh, heading in the direction, or at least what I, what I interpret you, you heading in the direction of talking about, is encouraging people to bring that 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 mindset that play mindset into the work day because what's stopping me from keeping a small lego set at my desk right for like during my lunch break or for a couple minutes just to take some time off task to kind of refresh because Mm -hmm. one of the things i heard from somebody last week they said you know given the nature of what we do especially with my work in student learning and development creativity is required right and as a result you can burn out very easily yeah. uh, when you're just constantly having to be on and present and engaging. And again, I love what I do. Right. But if I'm not careful, I can be trying to draw from an empty well. Mm-hmm. And so taking small moments throughout the day to play right. and, and play doesn't necessarily mean recess all the time, yeah. although recess is declining uh, and has declined significantly you, in the, you know, in the back in the day. And by the day for me as the 80s and the 90s, um, not I read a study that said 90 plus percent of schools, elementary schools specifically, had recess. Yeah. 
that number is dwindling. Really? And then by, and, oh, yeah. And by middle school, well, because you also have to think now, like, when you, when you got school shootings yeah, and yeah, you've yeah. got public safety hazards, you've got uh, weather, changing weather patterns, all yeah. backed by science, mind you, and data. Right. Um, you've got all these different things. And depending on where the school is, rural schools, they're like, look, look the day, we got to get the kids back home because yeah. the parents are working. Um, recess, can the teachers afford to not be teaching to the mm-hmm. standardized test? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's in, it's an interesting thing so that by middle school, recess is all but gone by sixth grade. And what is recess in high school unless you're in athletics? Yeah. So I think that we've got this mindset that play has to be this abrupt stop yeah. in the day that forces you to go to the slide or the monkey yeah. bars when it could actually just be some people keep those little kinetic sand things at their desk some people um, those adult coloring books has anybody ever wondered why those have risen in popularity within the last couple of years that's a great question it's because people are stressed out (laughs) (laughs) the fact that that's used as a tool as relaxation they're like just color just yeah. just fill See, in I the never, lines. I never colored inside the line, so a coloring book already stresses me out. Everybody's like, you should do a coloring book. Why? For what? And I'm married to a therapist, and I see her doing that. I'm like... Not for me. Mm-mm. Like, nope. I was an art major, too. Coloring, I'm like, no, that's 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 triggering. That That is bringing back some old memories. But I see the point, though. Yeah, There's, yeah. For some people, it's therapeutic. It's relaxing. And just taking a couple of minutes to do some coloring... There's that again, like the Lego article said, there's the restorative power in playing. And I think that if we redefine playing, Mm -hmm. we can implement certain elements of that in the work environment. Like, for example, furniture. Like, why do we have to get the old, stale, leathery furniture in our offices when we can get something more functional? I appreciate the fact that in housing, we at least have that conversation. Yeah. It's like, hey, why do we have to have this type of furniture in here? Does everyone need this same type? Or can we do something different that's a little bit more inviting for students? Or there are other offices on campus. I know over in Welch, for example, I went and toured their facility after their construction in 2019. And I'm like, these chairs are built like scientific molecules and all this stuff. And it's reflecting the learning that the students are getting. The colors are more inviting and eye-catching. And so you feel like you're in a playful environment, even though you're about to go take an organic chemistry test, probably. um, (laughs) You at least are of the mindset that, you know, I can somewhat enjoy this. And I'm just wondering when the rest of our profession is going to catch up with that. That's a that's a I don't know I, I'm waiting for that. You too. should you should put that on you should put that in the in the next uh, evaluation right. or in the, next, in the comments box to yeah. leadership. I swear <laughs> I know for me personally again like I'm a creative person I did some DIY stuff to spruce up my office mm-hmm. I don't got no windows in my office so I needed mm. something um, but yeah like I want I want to enjoy my workspace sure. and I want people who walk in there to enjoy my workspace mm-hmm. so. That's I never thought about the different aspects of play. I think mm-hmm. we've talked a lot about like color, go outside and run, be mm-hmm. breathe kind of thing. But like furniture is also uh, the it's things that we interact way. with, right? Sitting down, like I love my standing desk. It's really automatic. Love it. Shout out to Veridesk, <laughs> also <laughs> not a sponsor. <laughs> I love it. Like I was like, it's a little automatic. I can. It's a whiteboard too, and I was like, mm, this is fun. I can use different colors and mm-hmm. stuff like that to really stimulate the work that I'm doing, right. um, and just enjoy the time there. And that's the other part about this is like it's not just limited to 
you know, you, you some some of us won't be able to get outside. Yep. What can you do at your desk? What can you do in your office setting? What can you do for a couple of minutes a day? Can you do your lunch outside in mm-hmm. one of the bench areas? Can yeah. you uh, stand up? Can you put headphones on for a second? I know during, you know, when we first started working from home last year, I was notorious for getting up physically walking away and mm-hmm. logging out of the computer oh, because wow. to go from my bedroom to my desk, you know, was a short walk. <laughs> and so separating, you know, t- you know, the task from being at home, I had to be very intentional about that. Right. And so for me, it was literally me putting AirPods in, going out in the backyard and just walking around and pacing just back and forth, back and forth until it was time to get to the next meeting. Yeah. Um, that was very helpful. I started reading more books uh, and I've heard other folks do the same thing. They had the kinetic sand. They had yeah. the little grip thing that you can use yeah. to strengthen your grip, stress ball. Uh, but again, I have that Lego set right behind my desk, too. Mm-hmm. And so I started implementing those different things. And I keep action figures in my office oh, here okay. on campus, too. Oh, yeah, everybody's seen them. <laughs> I got my little Funko Pop collection up there because the reality is, is like I want people to know, like, this is a safe place to play. Yeah. And I think that when you play, you also boost your creativity. Mm-hmm. You're more likely to bring some of those ideas uh, to to the meeting. Right. And so we want I want to encourage uh, this seems very just work professional friendly yeah, yeah. episode but i want our students to be thinking about that too like what are some things that you can be doing you know in between exams and for those of you in summer school right now i know that that that's always been a weird space to exist in right yeah. it's summer quote unquote vacation but you're in school yeah either getting ahead or catching up or different things like that um it's always been hard to separate those two so yeah yeah summer school you don't want it to be stressful. And I think right. that, like it's eight weeks, it's shorter kind of thing. You're mm-hmm. kind of like cramming all this information kind of thing and just really being intentional of like how how can I still enjoy myself? How can I play? How can I do all these different things um, while getting ahead or catching up um, during this time? So those are things to think about. Things to think about. See, and I guess we'll wrap it up right there things to think about we hope you all enjoyed the episode today please make sure you tune in for next episode where we're going to be talking about juneteenth so we'll see you all next time take care bye we hope you enjoyed today's episode to catch the next installment be sure to follow us on spotify apple podcasts google podcasts and stitcher This podcast was recorded and edited in collaboration with the LAITS Development Studios Audio Department. More information can be found at liberalarts.utexas.edu slash LAITS. The intro song was composed by Ian Herrera, and you can find his work at ianherrera.com. The outro song was composed by Noah Keller, and you can find more of his work at noahdkeller.com. We'll see you next time.